0: This is Divine Marriage, the podcast where we study what the healthiest, most successful couples in this world think and do. And we use this knowledge to help you stop enduring your marriage and start enjoying it.
1: So it's really difficult for couples sometimes to be able to interpret each other's emotional language. You might crave emotional intimacy. You might want to feel connected. But the way that we express our emotions and experience them from person to person is inherently different. And there's actually a lot going on there.
0: Yeah. And a lot of women or men might feel like there's a disconnect in their emotional intimacy and they just want their spouse to share their emotions more because they feel disconnected or they feel like you're not opening up with me. What's wrong with you? Like, I want you to connect with me emotionally. But it's not always that the spouse isn't willing to communicate with them. It's that they don't know each other's emotional language.
1: Exactly. And this is key because when it comes to rapport, when it comes to feeling connected, that's what I mean by rapport with your spouse. Matching and mirroring plays a huge role. Like a lot of times when we get into subconscious connection, we'll start mirroring and matching and modeling after each other. But men and women tend to express emotions different differently, and especially when there's a high emotion it might kick some subconscious programs on that make it a little bit harder to feel connected.
0: Yeah, so you need to kind of map your spouse's emotions to understand the way they express their emotion and allow it to be different than your emotion.
1: So there are three tiers of emotion. Emotions have to do with your physiological, your biochemical response in your body, as well as the interpretation that you give it. We're going to talk about these three tiers, and they kind of show up in this order.
0: Yeah, emotions are biochemical reactions in your body that cause sensations, and they drive your behavior. So it's so important to understand emotions, because they will always influence the way that you behave.
1: So the first thing that happens, let's imagine something happens, something crazy happens, and your body responds to it, a lot of times without you even noticing Um, For example, your body releases chemicals. And I remember learning in college, it'll release epinephrine and norepinephrine that speed up your heart, that cause your blood pressure to go up, that cause your veins to dilate and your face to get all flushed. And so this is the first level, this physiological response of your heart rate going up, your blood pressure going up, your skin color changing, either draining or getting flushed, depending on the emotion. This happens biochemically before you even have a chance to think about it.
0: Yeah, it's very instantaneous. So you might not even be aware that you're experiencing emotion as these physiological responses are kicking right.
1: in. This is the deer in the headlight look that you might get from your spouse when you say something weird.
0: Yeah. And then the <laughs> second tier of emotion is expressive response. It's kind of a learned response to emotion. And it still has to do with your physiology. It's like your tone of voice, your facial expression, your hand gestures, how you express, how you've learned to express that emotion. And that largely depends on how you were raised, how emotion was presented to you and some programs that you developed at a very young age.
1: This will be different from culture to culture. It'll be different from family to family because we all have our own culture of how we communicate and how we say things in our family, largely passed down um, from the parent that you spent the most time with.
0: Yeah. And again, these are like unconsciously learned programs. So you don't always feel that you have control over it. It's like what's natural for you, how you naturally respond to your emotions.
1: A lot of times communication breaks down here too, because you might be making the face and, and doing all the things that show that you're feeling a certain way, but your spouse doesn't get it. Level three has more to do with how you interpret the experience. So the first two levels are subconscious, your physiological response, and then your expressive response, your tone of voice and facial expressions, etc. Level three has more to do with your conscious mind. It's how you interpret the experience and the meaning that you give it. It's your awareness of the emotions, the story that you tell. And that level three is unique to everyone. A lot of times it doesn't have to be the circumstance that dictates your emotions. It's the story that you tell about the circumstance. So you can have people who are crazy, happy in the the poorest of circumstances, or people who are miserable, who are making billions of dollars. And it just depends on the meaning they're giving their reality.
0: Yeah. And so we've got the physiological response, your expressive response, and then your conscious awareness of the experience. And where it gets really fascinating is that studies are finding that men and women, and of course, this is, is a generalization. You might find yourself on the other side, but there's a generalization that men and women express these emotions differently. What I mean is when you're having a conversation with your spouse and you're getting kind of emotional, it's maybe high intensity and there's some emotion involved, men tend to stay in that tier one, that physiological response and then tier three, your conscious experience. So their heart rate might be up, their skin color might be changing, their blood pressure is different, but they're not as expressive. They don't really ever linger in that expressive response.
1: Exactly. And there's not a right or wrong with this. So early in our marriage, when we'd be talking, having a heated discussion, and Jules is wondering, why aren't you responding in the way that I expect you to respond? In my mind, as an emotionally immature adult, I was thinking, well, yes, this is a big deal. But no, I don't want to raise my voice change my uh... I don't
0: think I'd say that was emotionally immature of you because I think you were having integrity with how you respond to emotion
1: right but what was emotionally mature is I thought that was the correct way oh, when really that's just how most men yeah. operate
0: yeah and then for women it's if you haven't guessed a lot of women will stay in that expressive response like yeah they've got the physiological response driving too but they're more expressive it's their tonal voice their facial expression their hand gestures and when they're emotionally connected to somebody, they really like to have someone respond.
1: Oh, totally. Then
0: they have that report of hand gestures, tone of voice, facial expression. They want to match and mirror that to feel like, okay, we're connected. We're on the same page.
1: Yeah. Women are, um, they're amazing storytellers. And this is kind of built in that awareness of, of that uh, cultural, physical response, that learned response. I'm just picturing uh, my aunts and my cousins and friends of mine who are women And how they get when they're sharing a story in that just seeing the the facial expressions change seeing the tone of voice change and matching and mirroring and oh my gosh what did she say you know yada 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 and for men like that doesn't come as naturally and
0: and again this is a generalization you might be like that is not true for me at all this is just what they find generally definitely and, and maybe you guys are flipped, but just know there are these three tiers of emotion. And just because your spouse, if you're expressive, just because your spouse is more physiological, they're not being expressive with their emotion, doesn't mean they're not trying to connect emotionally with you. They have a different emotional body language. And so when you can accept that and learn to communicate, like this is how he communicates. Like Justin said early in our marriage, he's very good at keeping a calm exterior, even in high intensity situations. So if let's say one of our kids was had to go to the emergency room and I'm a little bit freaking out, like okay, what do we do? We got to go. We got to go now. And he's over there, like collectively putting his shoes on. I'm like, okay, I'm getting keys inside. I'm like, we need to go now. I need to see some fear. I need to see some action. Like, what are you doing? Our kid needs to go to the hospital.
1: In my head, I'm making a to-do list. I'm taking some deep breaths. I'm calming myself down because I know that that's what my kid needs is someone who can approach this logically. Um, Now, just because you're, like Julie said, just because your spouse isn't showing the same type of emotion that you are, because for me, early on, the higher that the people's physiological response and their tone and facial expression and like volume of voice, the more I would go down in mine. And that was my attempt to have some control in mm-hmm. high intensity situations where I've been in a lot of high intensity situations. And that's something that's yeah, given And if power. you think
0: of the meaning of intimacy, mm-hmm. like we did an episode on this a couple of episodes back, but intimacy is letting your spouse be authentically them and letting them see you. Yeah. And so if you want real emotional intimacy, that doesn't mean like, give me the answers I want from you. It's, I want you to openly express yourself in the way that you most authentically express yourself.
1: Exactly. And
0: that's intimacy.
1: Exactly. And
0: learning that body language of the other person, that emotional language they have, that's unique from yours. Learning how to communicate through that.
1: Your lower level connections, your monkey brain is going to be looking for matching and mirroring, and it's not going to find it always in these high intensity situations. Give your spouse space to express themselves the way that they need to. And that's a higher level of thinking is just taking a step back, calming yourself down and realizing it's not that we're not connecting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's just that we're different and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And it's a beautiful part of marriage because you both get to grow and hold space for each other. And when you're confused, you know, you can always ask like, what are you feeling right now? And just let them express it. And maybe their emotions or their facial expression isn't necessarily matching them. That, that's okay. But you can always communicate and just ask.
1: Now, a lot of times in your marriage, we talked about men and women and how these are kind of the generalizations. Sometimes it's flipped, right? Maybe 10 to 20% you're gonna of marriages are going to be flipped. Usually you're not going to be married to someone who communicates exactly the same way. The man might be a lot more talkative with their hands and physiological in that way. There, they might have uh, expressed their emotions a little bit on that level two level with those physiological responses. And if you're the spouse, you might be thinking, or the wife, you might be thinking, "Well, you know, I usually don't do that, but my spouse does, and that's okay."
0: Yeah, everyone's different, and that's a beautiful thing. So go and talk to your spouse figure out your guys's emotional body language emotional language and open up space for them to be authentically them and try not to criticize thinking that they should be more like you you are unique and that's a beautiful thing and your spouse is unique and that's a beautiful thing and learn to share that uniqueness together coaching changed our marriage And we've seen it help others heal past trauma and reconnect with their spouse. But is it right for you? Try it out today at divinemarriage.mailchimpsites.com.